opening. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Today we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, uh, Prescribed Duties for Mankind, Chapter 9, The Appearance of the Demon Britrasura, Text number 45. <clears throat> Hamsaya Tara Nilayaya Nirikshakaya Hamsaya Tara Nilayaya Nirikshakaya Krishnaya Mishta Yashase Nirupakramaya Satsam grahaya bhavapanta nijasramaptav <clears throat> Ante parishta gutaye haraye namaste Hamsaya dhara nilayaya nirikshakaya Krishnaya Mrishta Yashase Nirupakramaya Satsam Grahaya Bhavapanta Nijasram Mapve Satsam Grahaya Bhavapanta Nijasram Aptav Ante Parishta Gataye Haraye Namaste Hamsaya Unto the most exalted and pure Pavitram Paramam The Supreme Pure Dahra in the core of the heart, Nilayaya, whose abode, Nirikshakaya, supervising the activities of the individual soul, Krishnaya, unto the super soul, who is a partial manifestation of Krishna, Mrishta Yashase, whose reputation is very bright, Nirupakramaya, who has no beginning, Satsangrahaya, understood only by pure devotees. Bhava Pantanija Asrama Apto Being mm, mm, 
being obtainment of the shelter of Krishna for persons within this material world ante at the ultimate end parishtagataye unto him who is the ultimate goal the highest success of life haraye unto the supreme personality of godhead namaha respectful obeisances te unto you o lord o supreme pure you live within the core of everyone's heart and observe all the desires and activities of the conditioned souls o supreme personality of godhead known as lord krishna your reputation is bright and illuminating you have no beginning for you are the beginning of everything this is understood by pure devotees because you are easily accessible to the pure and truthful When the conditioned souls are liberated and sheltered at your lotus feet after roving throughout the material world for many millions of years they attain the highest success of life therefore o lord a supreme personality of godhead we offer our respectful obeisances at your lotus feet purport The demigods certainly wanted Lord Vishnu to relieve their anxiety. But now they directly approached Lord Krishna for although there is no difference between Lord Krishna and Lord Vishnu, Krishna descends to this planet in his Vasudeva feature for the purpose of paritranayasadhanam vinasaya chaduskritam protecting his devotees and annihilating the miscreants demons or atheists always disturb the demigods or devotees and therefore krishna descends to punish the atheists and demons and fulfill the desire of his devotees krishna being the original cause of everything is the supreme person above even vishnu and narayan narayana although there is no difference between these different forms of the lord as explained in brahma samhita chapter 5 text 46 dipacha eva hitasantarama byupetcha dipayate vivrita hetu samana dharma yastadrigeva hicha vishnu taya vibhati govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami krishna expands himself as vishnu the way a bright candle kindles another although there is no difference between the power of one candle and another krishna is compared to the original candle the word Mr Yashasai is significant here because Krishna is always famous for relieving his devotee from danger a devotee who has sacrificed everything for the service of Krishna and whose only source of relief is the lord is known as a kinchana as expressed in the prayers offered by queen kunti The Lord is a kinchana vita the property of such a devotee 
Those who are liberated from the bondage of conditioned life are elevated to the spiritual world where they achieve five kinds of liberation. Sayujya, Salokya, Sarupya, Sarashti and Samipya. They personally associate with the Lord in five mellows. Shanta, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya and Madhurya. These rasas are all emanations from Krishna. As described by Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur, the original mellow, Adi Rasa, is conjugal love. Krishna is the origin of pure and spiritual conjugal love. Mm. Um. Look up a Kinchina while we're at it. Timirandasya Gananjana Salakaya Chakchurun Militam Jena Tasmae Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vistam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Svayam Rupakada Mahiam Dadatitva Padantikam Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangum Langaya Tegarim Yad Kripa Tamaham Bandehi Sri Gurundi Natarinam Well, there's a lot here. So the demigods are in distress. And so they're approaching the Lord. And um, they're approaching Krishna. And Prabhupada makes the point here in the beginning of the purport um, Krishna appears with a purpose. You know, there's, there's nothing happens, or nothing, I guess. Um, the creation is made for a purpose. It is, it's not a haphazard affair or some whimsical affair. 
but it has a purpose. And the demigods are aware of Krishna's purpose. And uh, his purpose is described here in the Prabhupada quotes this verse, Paritranaya saudunam vinasaya chaduskritam. And, and uh, Prabhupada doesn't quote it here, but also dharma, dharma, samstapanataya. So Krishna's purpose is to protect the devotees. And the demigods know this, and so therefore they're praying to Krishna. Although it is interesting to note that in the beginning they admit that Krishna knows everything anyway and they really don't need to pray to him for protection. Because it's, it's, it's Krishna's inclination to protect his devotees. It's his natural, it's his, it's his identity. Bhaktavatsala, the friend of the devotees. This is why a devotee doesn't need to pray to Krishna for any material thing. Right? This is this is it's just understood. The devotee knows that Krishna will protect them, so there's no need to. That, and that's a symptom of bhava. That and and prema bhakti is that the devotees know and they have full confidence in. The protection of the Lord. This is a symptom of, uh, quite an advanced symptom of, of, uh, of a devotee. Whereas most people come to the temple to pray to Krishna or to God, please give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Right? You know what, what I mean by gimme? Give me, right? Give me. I mentioned this last night. We, we put two dollars in a hundi and we asked Krishna for two million back. Right? We've, I've given you so much. So now you owe me. <laughs> more or less yeah which is pious and Krishna mentions this in the Bhagavad Gita and Prabhupada quotes uh, that verse uh, what was was 42 wasn't it forty two. In the purport, Bhagavad Gita, chapter 7, text 16. Four kinds of pious men, Ato, Atati, Jigyasu, Gyani. So four types of persons surrender to the Lord. One who is distressed, Arta. One in need of money, Artati. One who is inquisitive, Jigyasu. And one who is searching for the absolute truth, the Jnani. But in each one of those, they're pious, but each one's looking for something. And this is, a, this is the standard of most men and women, is that they're looking for relief from distress. Or they're looking for some wealth. Or they're looking for... They're inquisitive. What's, what is, what's going on here? So still, it's higher, it's elevated, but it's still personally motivated. And jnani one who's looking for knowledge. It's pious. But still with, somewhat with a, you know, with a merchant in the heart looking for something for themselves. 
And that's pious. There's nothing that's actually very elevated. You know, most people that we meet don't accept that God even exists, that he even has a name, you know. The, 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 the standard of, of um, culture in, in our modern society is based on sense gratification. And, you know, the most elevated kind of form of, of, uh, of um, what should we call it, of culture is more or less on the mental platform. Art, music, dance, you know, it's all hovering around on the mental platform. Not much of a connection with the spiritual. So it's all pretty much on the mental platform. A subtle manifestation of the material. <clears throat> so... Krishna is still merciful to those, the 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 gives and it gives his protection and shelter in in a variety of ways. Although not necessarily appreciated, the varieties of Krishna's mercy, not always appreciated by everybody. You know, we used to see that in the in the seventies and eighties. Not so much these days, but we would. Chan Hare Krishna. This is the most prominent feature of the Kali Yuga is the manifestation of the Lord in his holy name. Very merciful. Available when Lord Chaitanya was asking Haridas Thakur, how will we liberate the animals and the, the plants? And you know, and this is Lord Chaitanya's vision is to broadly liberate and emancipate everybody. One of the reasons why here it's mentioned, his reputation is so bright and illuminated because that's a, that's a, a very radical uh, perspective that the Lord's concerned about the living entities, not just the human beings, but the animals. And not just the animals, but also the, the plants and the aquatics. You know, one of the reasons why the aquatics are considered to be a very low birth is because, well, anybody got an idea? Why is taking birth as a fish considered a very low birth? Is that below the plants? Yes. Yes. I think it is. Why would that be? got something to do with the ears. Huh? Well, they can, I guess, I don't know whether fish can hear or not, but certainly they can't hear the holy name because <laughs> they're underwater. Have you tried chanting underwater? <laughs> Low birth. Not an opportunity to hear, whereas the, the, the plants have an opportunity to hear the holy name. Their kirtan is the echo of the holy name off of their body, <laughs> pretty far out. So this is Lord Chaitanya's vision, you know, mission, paritranaya sadhunam, to bless, to, to give everybody an opportunity to hear the holy name and then become purified as a consequence. Right? So um, the Lord gives his... Uh, association and his mercy in a variety of ways. And of course, the devotees understanding the Lord's mission, chant Hare Krishna, they go and distribute the holy name so that everybody can hear the sound of the, of the mantra and be purified. This is, this is a very subtle science, not understood by many except for the devotees. And Prabhupada mentions in the Nectar of Instruction that, and I mentioned this yesterday, that uh, uh, when a devotee makes advancement, one of the things that they realise is, is that Krishna is non-different from his name. Uh, that Krishna is his name. 
and and there are potencies in that in that name. So. Uh, um, we used to see, not so much these days, people would hear the holy name and then they'd just be very painful for them. They'd yell at the devotees and carry on. So not always, not always appreciated. Of course, but the devotees attracted to that. And, um, and, and take advantage of chanting. They take, it, they, they take advantage of the chanting of Hare Krishna. And of course the chanting of Hare Krishna inculcates or develops that mood of service to Krishna because Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare is praying to Krishna and to Radharani, please engage me in your service. And has the capacity to elevate us to the highest level of intimacy in relationship with with Krishna, and and uh, you know, in one sense, we were discussing this last night. This this going to Krishna for relief from distress, this going to Krishna for making some money, um, for satisfying one's curiosity or, or gaining knowledge is, is like approaching God in the office, right? God's in the office. Lord Narayan, Lord Vishnu, the, 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 the supreme controller and master of everybody, who gives everybody their, you know, just desserts. So for the devotees, protects. For the demons, what happens? <coughs> Head chopped off. Right? Which is also mercy, because they're, they're purified. Even it mentions, uh, at the battle of, on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, um, it's, it's mentioned in the Bhagavatam, end of the ninth canto of the Bhagavatam, it's mentioned that Krishna destroyed all of the, all of the soldiers on the battle of Kurukshetra just by his glance. Of course, that was then manifest in the activities of the Kauravas and, and the Pandavas. But in that way then he destroyed so much of the Vinashaya Chaduskritam, right? Uh, but also, you know, protecting the devotees. Um, protecting the devotees in, in, the, in terms of his instructions given in the Bhagavad Gita, which have, you know, still been taken advantage of. Instructions given to... Uh, it's mentioned at the end, although not emphasised that much, or certainly Prabhupada didn't emphasise it, but uh, um, to expand upon his instructions to Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita to instruct Uddhava just before he departed, Krishna instructed Uddhava uh, further on the uh, on, on, on bhakti, actually, Prabhupada says. The Uddhava Gita is primarily focused on bhakti, which is... Which is uh, free from pursuit of jnana and karma or uh, cultivation of knowledge and renunciation. These things naturally come from the performance of bhakti but not necessarily bhakti themselves. Right? And so the Uddhava Gita is, is and, and the Bhagavad Gita is Krishna's um, Paritranaya Sadhunam, and also Dharma Samstapanataya, establishing religious principles. So, um, this, this, uh, um, um, this is Krishna's. 
purpose. And, and Krishna also protects those who seek um, seek to do a deal with him, right? Relieve me from distress, give me some money, uh, satisfy my curiosity, give me some understanding of what... And, you know, that mostly we've prob you've probably experienced it. Those things are automatically taken care of by Krishna for the devotee. Right? And generally a devotee is quite satisfied with whatever Krishna provides, ordinarily. But Krishna can give much, much more than that. And, and Prabhupada mentions that here. Um, well, he makes the point, first of all, that uh, Krishna is prepared to protect his devotees. And he does that. Even for those who approach him just for some material benefit or some knowledge out of curiosity or even jnana to know that Krishna is the supreme personality of God. This is considered to be the topmost level of knowledge. Was it? Vasudeva Savamiti Samahatma Sudulaba. Right? This is, this is very elevated to know that Krishna is the source of everything. Um, And, um, um, but then of course, devotional service, bhakti goes beyond that, that true bhakti, if you like, because it's karma, jnana, uh, anavritam. It's, it's service not covered by some personal motivation. And so, so there's, there's, a, there's that, the devotees who come to the temple, and, and we may be mixed also, Come to the temple and we pray to Krishna, oh, please. And you tick off your, you know, you can have your bucket list there, right? right? So that's one, that's, that's pious and it's good, it's not bad. But more elevated is the devotee who comes to the temple and he prays to Krishna, Krishna, how can I serve you? Right? He knows or she knows that it's not difficult for Krishna to sort out these problems. And he will. It's his natural inclination. Bhaktavatsala. He looks after his devotees. I used to think sometimes, before I joined a temple, what will happen if I surrender to Krishna? Will he really look after me? <laughs> right? Will Krishna really look after me if I surrender to him? Any of you thought like that? What will happen to me? Oh, no. Will Krishna really look after me? Right? And you know what I used to worry about was my dog. My dogs. We had two dogs, Bluey and Spike. <laughs> And I was very attached to Bluey because uh, Bluey just turned up one day at the front door. And she was an amazing dog. Very faithful. You know, the quality of a dog is faithful. Uh, and, uh, and I was worried about Bluey. Who's going to feed the dogs? Uh, and then one day I went for a ride down to the shops. And I saw Bluey popping in and out of people's houses and coming out licking her lips. And I thought, what's going on here? Then I realised she knew where all of the cats and dogs' food was around the whole neighbourhood. <laughs> and then I realised, ah, Krishna's going to look after the dogs. And as it turned out, uh, when, we joined, when we left Adelaide to join a temple, my friends looked after the dogs anyway, or so-called friends. Old friends looked after the dogs. I didn't have to worry about the. I didn't have to worry about myself, and I didn't have to worry about the dogs either, because Krishna looks after these. These are fairly. These are easy things for Krishna to arrange and, and look after. But more critical is that when we chant Hare Krishna, um, we're praying to Krishna. Please let me serve you. This is the. This is the real mercy of chanting Hare Krishna. Right? 
We'll get our material situation sorted out. Right? You know, I could never have imagined that I would live, you know, in Albert Park all my life, you know, with no money, practically speaking, or very little. You know, if you're going to live in Albert Park, what does that mean, usually? Huh? What's that? It means a lot of money. Yeah. You look at these houses around here, two million dollars, you know, or three million, or sometimes more, right? So uh Krishna looks after our material facilities. He might take it away, right? But when a devotee shows his sincerity and his capacity to serve, then Krishna gives it back. Because he knows a devotee will use it in his service, not that he'll take it for himself, this is the idea, right? So, chanting Hare Krishna, oh, your material problems will be sorted out. But, more importantly, is an opportunity to develop a relationship with Krishna, and Prabhupada mentions that here. Oh, and, and, and Prabhupada talks about this, the quality of a devotee. The quality of a devotee is akinchana, which means that he possesses nothing. Right? There's nothing that belongs to the devotee because the devotee understands this all belongs to Krishna. Right? This is quite elevated. So, so the devotee's not thinking, gimme, 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 because I haven't got anything. But he understands, I don't own anything anyway. Whatever I am given and whatever I can use, it ultimately belongs to you, Krishna, and it should be used in your service. And so that's, that, you know, that's the purport, one of the purports of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. It's Krishna, I do this for you. This is what it should be. I'm not suggesting that that's what we always do, but that's what it should be. That's the idea of bhakti. Bhakti means doing things for Krishna, but not looking for anything in return. Right? And, and that then gives us more than wealth or relief from distress or uh, satisfying our curiosity, because it will do that too. And it's the real, it's real knowledge. Because it's, 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 Prabhupada says, the science of self-realization. It's realizing our relationship um, with God, basically, or with Krishna. So at the end of this, Prabhupada says, well, he makes the point that uh, um, Vishnu and Krishna are equal. Very interesting point. Krishna and Vishnu are equal. But that Krishna is the original, and he quotes the Brahma Samhita. Dipache eva hi Dipayate, that means the lamp, right? Vivritta hetu samana dharma. So Krishna is the original lamp from which all of the other Vishnu lamps, which are equal in brightness, right? So they're the same. But the, one of the differences, many differences, actually, it's interesting, Prabhupada says here, there is no difference between these different forms of the Lord. Yet we know there are differences. What are, what are some of the differences between the different forms of the Lord so that we can identify them? How do we do that? Anybody got an idea? How do we tell the differences between this Vishnu and that Vishnu? Yes, the way they hold their various weapons and ornaments, how they're decorated, right? So, but Prabhupada's saying here they're the same because they have the same potency, the same power, just as a can one candle has, this is the example given in the, in the, in the um, Brahma Samhita, that one candle and another candle have the same light. They emit the same 
light. And so in that sense, they're equal. They have the same potency, power, if you like. But Krishna remains the original. Right? Govindam Adi Purusham. What is it? Ishvaraha Parama Krishna Satchitananda Vigra. Anadir. He has no beginning. Adi. But he's the beginning of everything. Govinda. Sarvakaranakaranam. He's the cause of all causes. So, uh, um, it is interesting at this point that the demigods are offering their prayers to Krishna. They've done it in the previous verse and they do verses and they're doing it in this verse as well. So Prabhupada says they're approaching Krishna directly. And that's what we're doing when we're chanting Hare Krishna. We're approaching Krishna directly. Uh, through, the, through the order of the spiritual master. And, and um, by the mercy of the Panchatattva, we're chanting Hare Krishna. And this is, this is the wealth, if you like, of the devotees. Because by chanting Hare Krishna, you know, you can have a house in Albert Park and a nice Audi or Mercedes-Benz or whatever. <clears throat> all the people, all the people that live next to me, they've, they've either got BMWs, Mercedes, Audis or Lexus. Right? So they're all wealthy double-storey terrace house in Albert Park. You have to be wealthy, right? wealthy, but they don't have Krishna, right? <laughs> so it makes all of your wealth useless, actually, because all of that will crumble and, and be taken away very, very easily. Right? So pious, they're pious people, but the real piety of, of bhakti and the real piety of of chanting Hare Krishna. It's not that our material problems will be solved, which they will, but that one gets an opportunity, especially if one approaches Krishna in this mood of akinchana, right? Nothing belongs to me. I have nothing except you, Krishna. Then, uh, approaching the Lord in that way, one can then be elevated to the spiritual world. This is the real... This is the real benefit. Akinchana, vita. Krishna becomes the property of such a devotee. Those who are liberated from the bondage of conditioned life are elevated to the spiritual world where they achieve five kinds of liberation. Sayujya, Salokya, Sarupya, Sashti and Samipya. They personally associate with the Lord in five mellows. Right. So, you know, coming to the temple, giving Krishna a donation, then asking for something for oneself is pious and, and beneficial to everybody. But, that, like I say, that's kind of like approaching Krishna in the office, the, the person who, the Upadrashta and the Anumanta. The people who see that the the person who sees that the, the material affairs are administrated properly, the demigods do that, um, and and people get their just desserts. Right? But for the devotees who approach the Lord in that mood of let me do rather than Krishna, you serve me, they approach Krishna, please let me do service to you. That's the difference. Then. They, here, it says, they personally associate with Krishna in five mellows, Shanta, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya and Madhurya. These rasas are all emanations from Krishna. The original rasa, the Adi rasa being um, Madhurya rasa. So there's the real, there's the, now this is very esoteric, very hidden. It's hidden 
from most people. <clears throat> As I say, you know, most people in this day and age don't even know that God exists. You know, that he has a name, that he has friends and associates. Just So what to speak of this kind of knowledge where one can actually associate with the Lord in a very intimate way where they don't even see him as the supreme. This is, this is quite amazing. They don't see him as the supreme person. Or occasionally they might, but their love and their intimate relationship covers that sense of majesty, awe and reverence. <clears throat> Although it's interesting, for us in our worship of Krishna, we manifest our service and our worship in that mood where we see Krishna as the Lord and Master. But the purpose is Prabhupada mentioned, Rupa Goswami tells us, Prabhupada tells us, the real purpose of what we're doing, and this is why pure devotional service is so important, is because the, the mood of a devotee has to be a kinchana, without personal, you know, gimme, gimme, gimme. And this is not easy to give up, by the way. It's not, that's why the demigods, we see the demigods know that Krishna is supreme. They know that he'll look after them, but still they're like, oh, please help us. Right? They're still approaching him with a merchant in the heart. <clears throat> Very difficult to get rid of that. Uh, you know, because of, because of conditioning. And, and because of the material energy is so brutal too, by the way, right? We get crushed. And um, it's natural, you know, it's a natural response, I suppose. Please, Krishna, protect me because we're, we're you know, this, this notion of destruction because of identi identifying with the body is so foreign to us because we're eternal. That's our nature, is to be eternal. Or not to be, we are. Huh? And that's why so much of what goes on in the material world is so horrific for the devotees because it's, it's so unnatural to the, to the satchitananda uh, form of, of, of the devotee. That's, that's our original form. So uh, Rupa Goswami and, and Srila Prabhupada point, make these points. And this is, very, this is the most valuable of, of knowledge is that <clears throat> when we're chanting Hare Krishna, then we're actually trying to develop or we're working on developing our relation, our direct relationship with Krishna. And of course, that means our connection with the spiritual master, but the connection with the spiritual master means establishing our relationship with Lord Chaitanya and with Krishna. Um, um, and, you know, why we worship the way we do. First of all, Gornitai, right? Nabadweep Dham. Then Radha and Krishna is what? Vrindavan Dham. And then we worship Purushatam Chetra. Woo, that is pretty far out. <laughs> Why do we worship Lord Jagannath? Because in Jagannath Puri, as demonstrated by Lord Chaitanya, is the highest level of, of devotion, of bhakti, manifest in a mood of separation, right? which is very, very elevated, right? very elevated. So at least for the time being, we can stick with, you know, Gaudi Thai, Radha Krishna. We'll get to the, we'll get, although actually our, our, this is our process. Achincha beta abeda tattva, you know, we can apply that here. It means we're with Krishna, but at the same time we're not. Right? And so that worship of, of Lord Jagannath um, in, Purushita, uh, in, in Jagannath Puri is, is that uh, manifestation of and Lord Chaitanya demonstrating simultaneously being with Krishna, but also not. And so, you know, he's, he's, uh, Lord Chaitanya is demonstrating that. But of course, that's very, very elevated, not to be imitated. 
Um, and, 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 you know, Lord Chaitanya's instructions for most of the devotees, what were they? For most of the devotees, while Lord Chaitanya was experiencing these very deep and, and um, um, esoteric uh, um, moods of devotion in separation from Krishna, what was he telling all of the other devotees to do? What was the instruction to Lord Nichananda and Haridas and Advaita Acharya? Huh? Go and preach. Go and preach. Yep. And even one year, <laughs> imagine this. One year he said to Lord Nichananda, one year he took Lord Nichananda aside, it was Advaita Acharya, and he said, Next year, I think you shouldn't come to Jagannath Puri. <laughs> Could you imagine? What they would have, what they would have felt, that was the, you know, that was their inspiration for the year, was to go to Jagannath Puri and associate with Lord Chaitanya, and be inspired, and then he tells them, I think next year you need not come. <laughs> Imagine how they would have felt, huh? Indebted or, and and of course, that would have, would that have been a loss or a gain if they'd done that? What would it have been? Do you think? What would it have what would it be? How would it have been again? Because I would have lost Lord Chaitanya's association. So how would it have been again? There's certainly a loss. Separation. separation. Yes, it would have been service in separation, which is what Lord Chaitanya was doing himself. And so there's a critical element of our bhakti, is this service in separation, very elevated again. So we're chanting Hare Krishna, we're approaching Krishna in, in, in uh, this mood of akinchana, uh, 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 having nothing. Well, this is the right mood. I have nothing, I am nothing. Krishna, please engage me in your service. Then in that mood, then one gets the opportunity to be elevated to this point of shanta, dasya, sakya, vatsalya and madhurya. The highest is madhurya rasa. And Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur describes this as the adi rasa, the original mellow. And from the adi rasa, the other rasas come. It's the, it's the culmination. It's the combination of all of the rasas, all combined. So uh, this is the real protection of the devotees. Paritranaya sadhunam is, um, is this gift, if you like, the gift of the holy name. And then the science of chanting. You know, this is, this is really critical for us critical for our success is knowing how to chant Hare Krishna uh, with the right mood. And, 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 you know, this is Lord Chaitanya's instructions pretty much. He, Lord Chaitanya left only eight instructions, right? But what are those instructions? They're all about how to chant Hare Krishna, really. Um, and, you know, a glorification of the chanting of Hare Krishna. And why is that? Because this, it, it gives us a direct connection to our original spiritual identity. And, and so, therefore, is very um, pertinent, relevant uh, um, for us. Uh, so that we can move, to, move towards this Santa, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya and Madhurya, which are very intimate. And, and Prabhupada explains in the Nectar Devotion how if one chants Hare Krishna properly, then gradually the inclination, the understanding of what our relationship with Krishna will be revealed. Uh, will be revealed. But still the devotee worships, performs sadhana and so forth, just like a neophyte, even though they may be very advanced. 
But externally, they, they, they don't make a show of, you know, sometimes we see in Vrindavan, you'll see the, um, the, the, what do they call it? The shaki biki. Or, you know, um, you see men um, wearing makeup and wearing a dress and everything. This is called shaki biki, which means, biki, biki is a, a corruption of besh, besh, besh. Right, dress, right, dress. Uh, Shaki besh, which means they wear, <laughs> they, 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 they've got lipstick and makeup and everything on, and they dress like a gopi, and so they're kind of thinking, if I dress up like a gopi, then I'll be a gopi. <laughs> it's a Have you, any of you seen anybody dressed like this in Rindavan? Huh? You have? A man dressed like a woman, like a gopi. I have, it was a shock. I said, what, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> and then I realized, oh, but this is what Prabhupada was talking about. <laughs> uh, so it's not an external show, although there are symptoms, right? There are symptoms that can be observed in the, in the character of, a very adva- of an advanced devotee. But it's interesting, what Prabhupada says, in the Nectar of Instruction, Prabhupada says, the Uttama Bhakta, Uttama Adhikari, is one, what, what is, what is, what's Prabhupada's definition of a Uttama Adhikari? Does anybody, can anybody remember? Yes, yeah, that's one of the, Chants Hare Krishna, follows regulated principles, what else? What's that? Uh, in this, in the particular definition that I'm thinking of, in the negative instruction, well, that's true. That's not what Prabhupada says is an uttama adhikari. That's what Rupa Goswami says. Yes, that's true. They don't criticise others, and so that supports um, what you're saying. Um, it's a fact. But what does Prabhupada say that an Uttama Adhikari is? Sorry? Yes, all of those things. But Prabhupada mentions, of course this is just one definition, but very interesting. He says, they follow the regulated principles strictly, right? And they're always thinking of how to expand the Krishna consciousness movement, right? Papa said, this is a Uttama Adhikari. Very interesting. And of course, all of those other things that you mentioned. And the ability, the ability to, uh, to present Krishna consciousness in a way that's, um, what's the word? Uh, readily understood by others and is able to defeat those who present uh, opposite opinions or different opinions or inappropriate opinions. So anyway, it's very interesting, you know, uh, the potency, the power of what is being given to us by Srila Prabhupada is inestimable. The, you know, the, the, the shakti, the, the, the potency of... And, and, and of course, coming from Bhakti Siddhanta Sasvari Thakur, from Gorkishore Das Babaji, from Bhakti Siddhanta Sasvari Thakur, is this, this very, very powerful spiritual practice. It looks simple, but its potency is... Um, uh, um, Underappreciated, actually, or just taken for granted sometimes. Anyway, interesting what Prabhupada's giving us here in this purport. Does anybody have any comments or questions? Yeah.
Oh, that's a good question. Yes. Um, people who approach Krishna uh, for the amelioration of their distress are, are uh, uh, approaching God in the office. Right. Whereas God at, the, at home is, is friendly and has... I, I think... His, uh, let's hear what everybody says, but here's my thought on that, is that, that the, the gopas and the gopis, whilst they approach Krishna in a, uh, for protection, they're not thinking of him as Narayan, they're thinking of him still as Krishna. They don't think of Krishna as God in the office, they think of Krishna as just their friend or their son or their boyfriend. Or, so their mood is different to those who approach, uh, you know, Vishnu and Narayan. And that's the characteristic or the quality of the, the residents of Vrindavan is that they, they approach Krishna out of a sense of intimacy and love. And for them, Krishna is everything. Right? In fact, you know, there's that story, I don't know the full details of the story, but you know, Krishna appeared as four-armed Vishnu for the gopis. <laughs> but he couldn't hold that form for Radharani. <laughs> he, could, he could only reveal himself as Krishna, right? So, you know, the love of the gopis and the, and the residents of Vrindavan is so strong and powerful that it, it only sees Krishna in this form of intimacy, right? Not as the Supreme Narayan. They don't think of him like that. And even when they see characteristics or symptoms of Narayan in Krishna, they kind of, they kind of, oh, it can't be right. He's our friend, right? Because that mood of, of, Aishvarya opulence or and reverence is is it competes with the mood or or it covers the mood of friendship. Right? How do you like your dad? When he's being friendly and gives you a cuddle, or when he says Hut! Which do you prefer? Yeah. <laughs> but your dad doesn't have to tell you what to do, does he? <laughs> Any comments on that point? Why do the gopas and the gopas, they, when they're in distress, they call out to Krishna? So does that mean they have, what does that mean? What do you think? Sorry? Oh, I think they're in distress. Yeah. They're in distress. When everybody was, they drank the water of the Jamuna that was poisoned by Kalia and they, the, the, the cowherd boy, they, they left their bodies, didn't they? Were the residents, were the, the elderly gopas and gopis, were they upset? I think so. That's what it says in the Krishna book. Yeah, they were upset. Anything else? Uh, well, so you mentioned that um, the separation. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So the, the, the question is, um, 
Sometimes we feel separation from Krishna when we're standing before the deities or we're doing our service and we feel that mood of uh, lacking in our relationship but still feeling the, 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 the pull, if you like. And it's mentioned in the Nectar Devotion that there is a, there is a shadow and a reflection of attachment to Krishna. There, there's, there's shadow and reflection, attachment to Krishna, right? And um, we may see that. Uh, Rupa Goswami says, and Prabhupada says, well, we may see that in devotees or uh, in a variety of ways, but it is, it's not the actual attachment, right? But it still is real. It's still, that feeling is still real, but it's, it's, a, it's either a shadow or a reflection of. It's not the real thing. And so it has some validity. It's not. And, and you know, one of the advantages of chanting Hare Krishna is that we can experience these symptoms of prema bhakti by chanting Hare Krishna, even if we're not qualified to, even if we're not fully advanced at that point, right? And this is the beauty of chanting, the beauty of Sankirtan and the beauty of, you know, chanting Japa, is that by doing so, we can get, we will be inspired by the experience that we have. And, and even though it's, it's a shadow or a reflection of the original it still has potency and it still has its, it consolidates or confirms our relationship with Krishna. Right? But, um, yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay, time to go to school. Hare Krishna, Gantaraj, Srimad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai, Gaurabhakta, Pina Ki Jai.